alone. That is why you are called Jehovah. That is why you are called Jehovah. Let's thank him together tonight and say, Lord, we are grateful. Thank you, Father. Lord Jesus, we appreciate you tonight. We give you the praises. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are good. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you, Father, for all that you have done for us. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We bless your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshiped. And so, Father, we thank you together tonight for your grace and mercy and your blessing. We ask, O oh God, that your blessings will continue in our life in Jesus' name. That tonight will be a special night for all of us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you know you are truly happy, shout hallelujah. Okay, let's shake at least five people. Sister Seraphine and friend, please adjust a little more to the blue chair. We appreciate you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go ahead, go ahead and shake five people. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, on behalf of the church, I want to welcome Professor Jurongwe back to the church. After three weeks, and we greet Mommy Jurongwe Eku Afujuba. <laughs> you are blessed. You are welcome, sir. We truly appreciate you. God bless you in Jesus' name. We thank God for your life. Don't sit on the plastic chair. Sit on the blue chair. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for all of you and for what God is doing in our life. We continue to keep us in the name of Jesus. I know Professor John will be giving us the testimony bit by bit during the Bible study. So don't let me give him my own time. Praise God. If you are happy, shout hallelujah. Okay, we are in the month of perfection. I want to thank God that the Lord will perfect everything that concerns us. Everything he has started with is going to perfect in the name of Jesus. Let's read John chapter 9 verses 1 to 5. And 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 41. That's talking about glory. It's talking about perfection. Those are the two things we are going to consider this uh, evening. And by his grace, God will take us to that level of glory in Jesus' name. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his path. And the disciple asked him, say, Master, who did sin that this man or his parent, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, neither this man sin, nor his parent, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the work of him who sent me. Why it is day, the night cometh, where no man can walk. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Say with me, Jesus is the light of the world. That is why we all need Jesus to shine, to be made perfect in the likeness of God. We need Jesus. He said, 
It's not about sin. It's about my work. I want to work on him to manifest my glory. And that's why I'll be talking about manifestation of glory. It's another word for perfection. John chapter 15 verse 41 also talk about glory that is inherent in us. John chapter 15 John chapter 15 First Corinthians sorry, First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 41 Okay, maybe I should quickly read it here. There's one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon another glory of the star for one star differed from another star in glory. In other words, all of us carry glory. The glory of God is inherent in us. Say to your neighbor, I carry glory. And I will manifest my glory. Nothing will stop me from manifesting my glory. What, what this verse is saying is that we all carry the glory of God. And we must manifest that glory. We must manifest that particular glory that is inherent in our life. We should not allow just one man to shine our family and nobody else is shining. We should not say that if somebody make money, I'm not making money, it's okay. If somebody know Christ and I don't know Christ, okay, no. That is the Hausa mentality. That's the Hausa mentality. The real mentality of a genuinely born-again child of God is to manifest his own glory so that you too can shine. All of us can shine. The glory can differ from each other, but we all must really shine in Christ. That is how we are moving into perfection. And if you read John chapter 9, beginning from verse 1 to the end, you know there are three things that the Bible was talking about that make us radiate or manifest our glory. Number one is that we should not blame somebody for our background or say it's because of my parents or because of my sin. Stop giving excuses for where you are or for what you are not doing, or what you think you should do. You should know that it is not about what people are saying about the story that matter. What actually matters is what Christ wants to do in your life right now. It does not matter where you are now. You can start anew. You can change anew. You can renew your life. You can take a new life. Many of us will give up too soon, and we begin to feel that eh, it's because of my background, it's because of my this. That is poverty mentality. And that is giving excuses for things. Instead of giving excuses for things, accept the challenge that Jesus is available for you even now. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. It's not about your background. It's about Jesus, the light. It doesn't matter how thick the darkness is. When the light of Christ still shines on you, you can still shine. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 says, The path of the just is like a shining light. It can be from glory to glory. It's not about your parents. It's not about your profession. It's not about your background. It's not about your education. It's about Jesus. If you can beam his light on you, you will shine. I've said it before. I say the moon has no light of its own. It only positions itself at a correct angle to the sun. And as long as it takes that sun, uh, sunlight from the moon, take light from the sun, it will shine. That is the way God has positioned in us. Jesus is the only reason for shining. You cannot actually shine in darkness. You cannot shine in darkness. You can only shine in the light. And the only way to shine in the light is to allow Jesus to perfect his work in your life. 
Stop giving excuses. My family background, my family background, my family background. It doesn't matter what your family background is. It does not matter what the sin of your parents are. What really matters is Jesus, the light of the world that is in you. If Jesus' light is in you, you will shine. Because Jesus said in John chapter 1, verse, verse 4 and 5, he said, the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Jesus is the light that must shine in you for the glory to come out. If Jesus is shining in you, the glory of God will come out. So many of us don't know the value of having Jesus in our life. In fact, we put Jesus aside and we are meddling on other small, small things that does not matter. The moment you put your eyes on Jesus and his light enter you, you will definitely redeem and shine. Irrespective of what they call your name or where you come from, you can shine. And we have seen that practically even in the body of Christ. People that have no history of blessing exhibiting the glory of the Lord. Jesus said, it's because I want to manifest my work in him. The work of Jesus in you is the light of God in you. Is the light of God in you. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says, as we behold his light, behold his glory, we are being transformed into his own image. In other words, you can even shine like Christ. You can shine like Christ. As we behold Christ, Jesus is the center that we must behold. Please, the church must wake up. And anytime there is a deviation from Jesus, you should know that we are going back into darkness. Jesus is the center. The word of God should be the premium. That's our standard. That's our constitution. That's our constitution. The word of God. And the word of, the word of God must be followed to the letter. G, because that's the only reason why we are shining. Remove Jesus, there's no more glory. In him is life. And his life is the light of men. It is in Jesus that you have light. That you have light to shine. The thief coming not but to kill to destroy. I have come. So that they may have what? Life. And in John chapter 1 verse 5 he said. That life is light. So that they may have it also more abundantly. I pray that you are going to shine in Jesus name. How do I manifest his glory? I put myself under his light. And his light causes me to shine. You might come from Odomu, can come from Bogan, can come from Oriliowo, can come from Oriliowo, can come from any town. It doesn't matter where you come from. If Jesus' light can center on you, you are going to shine. And everybody will rejoice as you are shining. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 and 2. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Who is that your light? What is that your light? Jesus. Not your family name. That is your light. Please, I don't know how, how much I need to emphasize because so many people come to church and they don't even want to be partakers of this light. They don't want to. They, don't, they are not actually interested in what the word of God says. But the word of God is the light of God. The light of God is the life of God. Once you take it inside, your glory will now come out. It will come out. You will shine. If you will respect the word, take the word, celebrate his light, you are going to shine. It does not matter how long you have been in darkness or obscurity, you will definitely shine when the light of God come upon you. And I pray that light will come upon you in Jesus' name. A revelation that will make you to shine, may the Lord give it to you. The good news that will make you to shine, may it enter your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible also says that the entrance of his word
giveth light. And what does he do? He giveth understanding unto the simple. The word must enter. It does not matter how many years you have been in church. If the word has not entered you, my friend, you cannot shine. No. The word must enter you and produce light. It must produce spark. It must produce light. It must produce spark. It must shine. It must shine. It must shine. It must shine. Anything that will destroy you will not enter you in Jesus' name. They say the only thing that kills iron is the rust that comes from iron. So take care of yourself. Shine. Let the light of God shine continually in your heart. Reign and rule by the word of God. That's what makes a Christian to shine. And it's not difficult at all. Just ask yourself, am I in line with what the scripture says? Am I in line with what the scripture says? Because we are truly at the end time. Make sure you are shining through the word. The word of God will cause you to shine. And you are going to shine forever in Jesus' name. Okay? Number two things that make a Christian to shine is genuine transformation. Is genuine transformation. There are so many people that say that they believe in the word. But they are not transformed. Please, don't let the word of God just be an ordinary word to you. Let it transform you. Let it refine you. Let the word of God refine you. In John chapter 9 verse 9, when those people that have met this blind man saw him, some people say, this is he. Others say, it's not him. He said, I'm he. They asked him, who changed your life? He said, Jesus. Can your past unbeliever friend say that your life has changed? Can they say that somebody has actually changed your life? Are you still the same way that you used to be? Can you meet your old classmate in secondary school, old classmate in your businesses, and they say, ah, this person has genuinely changed. No, I'm saying that you can come from any background. Jesus will accept anybody, but Jesus will not accept you when you remain at the same spot forever. You are not changing. You are not changing. You know, the principle of Jesus is that if you gather harvest, let the weed and the saft grow. He said, in the day of harvest, the Lord will take the one that is the crop. He will take it to everlasting kingdom. The other one, he will take it into fire. There's nothing wrong for unbeliever to be in church. But there's something wrong if you are in church for so many years and you are refused to change. You are not transforming. You are not changing. You are not metamorphosizing. Something is not actually changing in you. And I discovered that this thing most times is deliberate. It's not only now that I discovered. Even when I was pastor of Akoma, I know some people will be in my church that will say, it does not matter what the pastor says. I will not change. And the people will say, ah, you have refused to change. Because they have made up their mind that the word of God cannot change them. And I also see it even here. And that word gives me a dick. Despite the fact that you are coming, despite that you are hearing, you made up your mind that the things that you have been doing that is wrong, that's what you'll be doing. You never get any room to repent. The Bible says these people have a form of godliness, but they deny the power they are in. What is the power in the world? The word of God can actually change a man. It will prick you and you change. I remember the memory, the testimony of uh, late Professor Ababa, the man that served the Lord so fervently before he went to meet with the Lord. Is it early this year? I think early around, it around March. That man gave his life to Christ and was still a smoker. And anytime they say, ah, don't you know it's wrong for a Christian to smoke? He said, I've never found it in the Bible. 
The day you show me where God say, thou shalt not smoke, I will stop smoking. And people left him like that. But one day he was at a service. That was his personal testimony. And God started ministering to him. They want to use him as an instrument of war to destroy Goliath. But that his life is not smooth, it's not perfect. That there's no way God can use him. That when David wanted to kill Goliath, he has to pick five smooth stones. He said, is your life smooth? He said, and the Holy Ghost ministered to him. Even though you call yourself a Christian, you are still smoking cigarettes. And you are not even ashamed of it. You are even still boasting that it's not written in the Bible. Whereas you know, even your conscience is telling you that, that what you are doing is, is wrong. He said he felt bad within himself. He was in the car. He packed. He threw the cigarette he was smoking away. He threw the other pack away and he said, God, I want my life to be smoked with you. I will never smoke again. Not that somebody fucks him. That's the kind of a genuine repentance that I want. A genuine transformation. A sense of repentance. You can't be following God and you will not be changing. You can't be following. And something is not telling you that ah, to behave this way is not good. You used to abuse before, but now you are now a believer. You are changing. You used to tell lies easily before. But you are changing. Not that you are shining in your shame. You are radiating in something that you should be ashamed of. And you are speaking in tongue. You are speaking in tongue. And you don't even feel bad about it. That is not the way God wants us to be. If we say we are destroyers of the work of sin, we should not be ministers of sin. You should not be seeing me doing something against the Bible. And you say, you know, that is the way I am. That can't be the way you are. God did not call you to remain the way you are. God called you so that you can be a true identity of Christ. You may not be perfect when you start working with Christ. But as you are relating with Christ every day, your life is getting better. Your wife or your husband is seeing it. Your children are seeing it. The church of God is also testifying about you that, ah, no, no. This person, there was a time when he gave his life to Christ. You'll be begging him not to dress this way, not to dress that way. But now as he's getting mature, Ah, this person has changed you in character, in talking, in giving, in service to God. But how can you tell me you have been born again for 10 years and yet you are in sin? To the extent that even when we are telling you, sister, what you are doing is wrong, you say, ah, shut up your mouth, pastor. That is the way I want to be doing my own. I've had two people telling me that in this church. Sir, is that sin a mistake? He said, no. I want to live that way. I want, and you are not shocked that somebody has been in church for years and is publicly doing public sin and nobody feels embarrassed. That person is not changing. That means even the word of God is not transforming your heart. That is not the way God wants us to be. I'm not saying when somebody is coming to church, we chase and say, dress this way, put this cap this way, don't wear trousers, don't expect your bonbon, you don't want to see your breast. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, if you have been in Christ for some years, the character of Christ should be in you. We have to see some changes. But when you now make up your mind that that is the way you want to be, we feel embarrassed. Because people say you are part of us. That's what we are saying. It is not that we are not showing you love. 
It's just because we are not seeing fruit of repentance in you. We are not seeing somebody that is changing and we get fed up. That command, you are not changing now. Brother, what is wrong? Is it that you don't have the seed of Christ or you are deceiving us? Everybody around you should see that there is a transformation from one level to another 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 level to the extent that when you do something that is wrong, you feel bad. But when you don't feel bad, something is wrong. Is it that you are not part of us at all from the beginning? Or you are not ready for transformation? We can give you space till eternity. Space till eternity. Waiting for you to change. But if you don't change, Christ will come unexpectedly and you'll be surprised. And you know why I get really pissed off and dissolved? Is when I have the opportunity to call you to my office and you are formating gutter. That's why I where I go and pray and pray again and say, which kind of situation is this? Sir, I don't want to change you. This is the way I want to live. There are so many people like that. I told you here, in this church, one man that was with us, Adokefia, brought his wife also here, when he learned that we are here. We just didn't see him for some time. But you know, our usual character is to call everybody in church, brother or sister. He says, sir, I want to see you. I said, please sit down and see me. He said, my wife is keeping kukubai. Oh, yali. Yeah, not in Okefia. He was with us briefly in Okefia. He now came to my office. I said, ah, that can never be. Bring your wife. Don't say that kind of thing. Don't go. Bring your wife. He said, oh, yeah. Your husband said that. Oh, yeah. Lodi Benny. Mulali. I said, get out of my office. Just go out. She, that is the first woman that we ever see that we publicly tell me. Oh, why did I move you for but that does not make it right. That doesn't make it right. It does not matter. Forget about every other thing. The only thing that makes you to sign is when you transform into the likeness of Christ. If you are not changing, you are not shining. You are not radiating his glory. That is the truth. I can look oh, and look and look and say, oh, this person, I think he's getting it. But if you make up your mind not to get it or to change, I will just leave you to God. The way to manifest his glory is genuine transformation. Do you know that if you invite your people, if you are doing anything and you are fighting your people here, just like when Prof was doing Thanksgiving, Professor Thanksgiving, and he fighted his people, and he discovered that his life, when they know him in the village, it's the same life he's living here. They will not look at this church and laugh. He said, ah, what is Christianity turned into? That man has no change. It's still the same. On a daily basis, Jesus must transform you. Your spirit man must be renewed. Your character must change. Your life must conform to Christ. What you used to do, you must stop doing them. All those things that you used to accommodate that is not godly, you must put it away. Except you are not born again. Except the seed of Christ is not in you. You can't be a compromiser for life. You must have your own mind. Why will you be a compromiser for life? And say you are born again. If the same Jesus that we have received is the same thing that is inside you, your life must change. We We are preaching on marriage. And I told my wife to preach on seven things that women want in, in men. And I will preach on seven things that men want in a woman. 
atukifia. And you give me one point, I will give another point. And uh, when we finish, we said, remember I said to the church there, I said, we did not start this way. I don't know, but there is hardly anything my wife will do now that will make me raise my voice. In fact, she will ask me, what can I do now that will make you shout? <laughs> you have changed so much. Oh. And, I will tell, and I told them there, I said, my wife said, I have changed so much. I have changed so much over the years. I'm not like this before we get married. And I told them that I'm not like this. But Jesus has changed me so much that I don't even know what makes me get annoyed now. And I said that. There was a couple in that church that said, yes. The moment you said that, we had peace. We believe also we have a future. He said, when we left the church, we park outside. He said, my wife, I may not be perfect, but remember what the pastor said, that they did not start that way, but they have changed. If we also work together, we change and become an example of a true believer. God has helped them to change and to transform, which we can change. And the wife also said, I agree. And they are still together now. That is the mark of a genuine Christian. Every day, sir, God is talking to you. Every day, man, God is speaking to you. But are you responding? Living thing respond. Are you responding? When God is talking to your heart, are you responding? Or have you shut the door of your heart that I don't care what God wants to change in me? I don't care. I have made up my mind. You are not a man of your word. You are a man of God's word. Whatever God says you should do is what you should do. If he asks you, ah, the way you are treating your wife is not good, say, ah, do you know when I was reading, the Holy Spirit said to me, the way I'm talking to you is not good. That I don't love you the way Christ loved the church. I'm sorry. That is the hallmark of somebody that is actually changing. If you're a wife, the Lord is telling you that you are not submitting enough to your husband. You say, ah, do you know the Holy Spirit ministered to me that I'm not submitting enough to you? I'm very sorry. I'll be submissive now. And your wife or your husband and vice versa, we have confidence that the future will be bright. That even though you are not perfect, there's hope for tomorrow. But instead of you talking about the word of God, we are talking about your father. Your father. My father will never accept that. Do you want to live the marriage the way your father lived your, his marriage? Or you want to live a better life? Genuine transformation was what made those people to see that blind man and say, ah, you have changed. Who did this? And he said, ah, it is Jesus. And that leads me to the third point. That give back to genuine transformation. And that is, you must know the source of your blessing. You must know the source of your blessing. Please, if you don't know the source of your blessing, you will live a confused life and you will not shine. In fact, when you want to worship God, you will not be worshipping the source. You will be worshipping sources. There is one genuine source. When they ask him, who transformed your life? He said, it is Jesus. The man they call Jesus. And Jesus appeared to him again. If I ask you, who is the source of your shining? Will you say it is Jesus? You must know the source of your head. The source of your finances. The source of your joy. When God becomes your source, every other blessing will come your way. You must know the source. The easiest way to shine is to know the source. So that you can take care of that particular source. He said, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water whose leaf shall not wither. 
it will continue to bear fruit. I say, whatever he lays hand upon shall prosper. Psalm chapter 1, verse 3. You must know the source of your blessing. What is the source of your blessing? Because otherwise, you just underrate the source of your blessing and begin to misbehave and mess around everywhere. Mess around. You must know the source. And this boy, they try several things to confuse him that Jesus is not the original source. In fact, they invited his parents. They said, are you sure Jesus is that the healer that did it? He said, he's of age. Let him talk for himself. So they call him again. Jesus that you are talking about cannot be the source. That Jesus cannot be the original Messiah. He said, well, I don't care what you say. But as for me, I was once blind. And now I am seen. And ever since the world began, we have never seen something like this. Jesus is my source. And they push him out. They say he wanted to be preaching to, the, to, to them. Because he was constantly revering to Jesus. When your language is all about Jesus, some people will push you away. That is the truth. If you invite me to a meeting and I say, ah, thank you, Jesus, in the morning. Because the end time antichrist will not be anti-God. You'll be anti-Christ. And after two hours, I say, ah, I want to thank Jesus. Jesus, I say, it Jesus, Jesus. Because they are enemies of the cross. Enemies of Jesus. It is Jesus that they hate. And when they push him away, Jesus appeared to them again. To this man again. Do you believe in the son of God? He said, who is that? Jesus said, I am ill. This is the second person that Jesus will reveal himself to. And say, I am the Messiah. And he said, for judgment I have come into this world. That those people that see might become blind. And those people that are blind might see. And one of them says, are we blind? He said, if you know that you are blind, it has been better for you. Your sin will have been forgiven. Your eyes must be open to your source. Who is your source? What is the foundation of your blessing? What you are doing? It's your source. Let us stop chasing shadows. Stop chasing shadows. Chase Christ. If he's your source. If God be God, let's have God. If bar is bar, serve bar. But for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. You must know the source. And you should be confident about him. Confident about Jesus. There's no need to pretend. If Jesus is my source, I will worship him all the days of my life. And I'll be bold to tell everybody that Jesus is my source. Jesus is my source. Jesus is my source. You recognize the source and you worship him at all times. That's what we begin big transformation. As you are doing that, God will be pouring refreshing water upon you. As you are recognizing Jesus as a source, you see the blessing of God coming upon you. Not that you are doing alumala, trying to worship God a little bit. Worship devil a little bit. Worship God a little bit. Worship human being a little bit. Not actually making up your mind. Who actually is the one that is feeding you. If Jesus is the one that is feeding you, you will worship him at all times. That man, even though Jesus just opened his eyes, beginning from verse 9 to the end of John chapter 9, he was talking about Jesus all the time. Is it that Jesus or nobody else? That is the man that made me to see. And I'm going to remain on his side forever. 
In fact, the Bible says his parents were afraid of what the elders of the church will do because they have made a foul in the synagogue that anybody that associates himself with Jesus will be thrown out. But this boy did not care. I like him. That was why he shine. Please, I'm looking forward to a church of people that we associate with Christ, whether there is nobody on your side. Because one thing bothers me, a pastor publicly confessed that he has a second wife, he has a child, he takes his first wife away, and he brought in another wife, and he was still laying hand on people in the church. In the same church. And some people did not leave. And about three of our pastors doing the same thing now in Abuja now. And you, the church members still feel nothing happened. In fact, my wife said there was a particular church. They were still blaming the first wife that is the one that is wrong. God forgive you. They were still blaming and they were still following the man. Even when it was obvious that that man was living in sin. The church was still there. What kind of people is that? Stay with him. He's the source. He's the alpha and omega. He's the author and finisher. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's our savior. He's our all in all. He's the one we are following. There's nobody that is too big to do another thing and we say hey, because he's big in church. There's nobody. Nobody. Church is number one. Church is number one. Church is not, I've been telling you, church is not a place of politics. Church is a place of following Jesus. All of us, we are here facing the center. That is Jesus. Is it that Jesus or nobody? And no apology to anybody. Because Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. Is the beginning, is the end. The only way to shine is to actually recognize our source and face him. And I'm telling you now, Nobody is above Jesus in our midst. All of us must worship him or worship nobody at all. Anytime we come to church, it is Jesus that we are worshiping. Three ways for you to manifest your glory in Christ. Number one, don't put blame on your past or begin to make excuses. It's because I am from a Muslim background. It's because I'm a Ifar background. It's because I'm from this. That is not the reason for you to shine. Jesus is the light for the world, for the Muslim, for the Christian, for the good, for the bad. The world is full of darkness. The only thing that makes us to shine is the light of Jesus. Do you agree with that? Are you sure you agree with that? He said, arise, shine. For your, for what? Your light. Say, my light has come. Who is that your light? Jesus is your light. He said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And the light shines in darkness. And what happened? Darkness will not comprehend your light in Jesus' name. The light that is in you will not be turned to darkness. You will shine forever. The light of God in your life make you to shine. Number two is transformation. Actually, I'll be happy when we are all transformed into the image of Christ. The Bible says that a man of God may be thoroughly furnished 
prepare for every good work. So God is constantly changing us, transforming us, making us a better person. We are not here to be stationary and be the same. We should be getting better every day. As we are relating with Christ, we are getting better. Even me, your pastor, if as I'm coming up to the altar, God told me, you don't worship him enough. When I come to church, I should change immediately and change the way I'm worshiping him. And so many other areas, except what I did not know, constantly is changing us, transforming us, and making us to be in his image. Are you hearing me? Transformation is what makes us to say. It is my transformation that my wife will see. It is my transformation that my children will see. It is my transformation that my family member will see that, oh, and he has changed you. So we must be changing in according to his word. And number three is that we should remember our source and celebrate our source at all time. Cherish your source. Jesus is your source. You must not deny Jesus. At every opportunity you have, you must be a true ambassador of Christ, a true representative of Christ. Let people know that you actually represent Jesus. Do you understand the message I pray tonight? Jesus is the light. Your transformation helps you to shine. Jesus is your source of glory. It's your source of perfection. And it must be your focus. And please, Jesus is number one. Our focus, our attention must be on him. Jesus is our success. Jesus is our success. Every material things will perish. The only thing that will last forever is Jesus. It's our success. Whatever you will call success that is not successful, put it away. Forget our material thing. Jesus is our source. It's our source. Once Jesus is intact, every other thing is what? It's intact. It does not matter what any other person says. It doesn't matter what they say. If Jesus is in my life, I know he is the hope of glory. Rest upon your faith. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Jesus, you are my light. And through you, I am going to shine. I will radiate your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, I know I carry your glory. Let your light shine upon me so that I may repeat your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive grace to radiate your light in the name of Jesus. Let the glory that you have given me, let it be made manifest in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let it be made manifest in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help me to shine in your glory. Let me shine because of your light. Shine your light on me. You are the light of the world. Lord, shine your light on me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We are going to pray for ourselves and we are going to pray for this church. Seriously. I want to raise your hands to heaven and say, Father, transform me. Let me be like you. Exactly like you. In conduct. In purity. The Bible says, don't you know that in a big house, there are not only vessels unto honor, there are some vessels unto dishonor. Don't make me a vessel of dishonor. Make me a vessel of honor. A vessel of purity. A vessel that will serve the master. If you like yourself, pray for yourself. Lord, transform me. Make me a genuine instrument of honor in your house. In the mighty name of Jesus, a genuine instrument of honor in your house. Lord, okay, we are going to pray for the church, abundant grace church, that God will transform this church. It will make Jesus will make us a holy church, a transformed church. 
It will not be church of Begiri and Akara. It will be church that have substance and quality that are living the word. Not church of compromisers, but church that is known with the truth and can stand with the truth. Even when nobody is supporting them. When nobody is supporting you, stand with the truth. That God himself will make every member of this church a transformed church. People that know what they are doing and they are ready to stand with Christ. Let's pray for abundant grace member. Whether they are here or they are not here, our prayer can reach them. They need help. Let's pray and say, Lord, transform the life of our members. Let them be renewed from the inner man in the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be a man or a woman that will remain the same in our midst. It's not changing. A wild beater, a cheater, an adulterer, a fornicator. Let Lord transform life of people that are worshiping you here. Let them live the standard of the life of Christ in the name of Jesus. Not liars, not deceivers. But Lord, transform all our members. People, especially people that have followed us for long. Lord, help them to live a holy and pure life. Let there be genuine transformation in the name of Jesus. As people are beholding you, Lord, help them to be transformed into your image. Into the image of Christ. Into the image of Christ. That is what I want to see. I know that is the church you also want to see. A church without spot or wrinkle. Lord, transform in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Prepare us. A church that is ready for rapture. In the name of Jesus. Not a stubborn church, still naked church. Disobedient church. Disobedient to Christ. Disobedient to instruction. Disobedient to the word. Lord, help us and transform this church. Let it be a church that listens to the word of God and respects the word and follow the word. Lord, touch the heart of every stubborn man and stubborn woman in our midst. And Lord, change their heart to the heart of Christ in the name of Jesus Christ. Every politician in church, Father, touch their heart and let them repent in the name of Jesus. I want to say, say, Lord, help us, Lord, and touch them. Let them know Christ genuinely. Not that they are just carrying member or saying they are just our member and they are not changing. Transform every life that is here in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Please, with confidence, raise your hands to heaven. Say, Jesus is my source and I will worship him all the days of my life. He's the source of my life. I will not be afraid of anything. Jesus, you are my source. You will keep me safe. You will keep me early. You will keep me holy. You will keep me pure. Pure in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me, Lord Jesus, to always recognize you as my source. I don't know who your source is, but I know my source. Jesus is the author and the finishers of my life. In the name of Jesus. Let's worship him this morning and thank him as we take the Holy Communion. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are good. Father, we worship you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please open your eyes. I want to read John chapter 6, verse 57 together. All of us, we read it. We read it and uh, let's read verse uh, 56 to 57. He that eateth my flesh, John chapter 6, verse 56 and 57. He that eateth my flesh 
and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. Christ is dwelling in you and you are dwelling in him. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. As the living father has sent me and I live by the father so that he that heated me even he shall live by me. Another one says shall live because of me. Raise your hands to heaven. As I take the holy communion you are in me I am in you I live because of you. No arrow from against me shall prosper. Jesus is in me. The hope of glory. In the name of Jesus. Lord, as I take the Holy Communion tonight, you are in me and I in you. And I'm going to live because you live forevermore. In the name of Jesus. No arrow from against me shall prosper. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Please, let's take the communion with faith. Yeah. 